Once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Then I jumped on the bandwagon. I'm your host, Aaliyah, and this is Heavy Business, a podcast where we talk to music industry professionals and musicians and learn together about the music industry, marketing, and other tools that can help you promote the music you put so much effort into creating. Hello and welcome. This is Heavy Business, and today we're doing a lightning round. Um, And uh, Curtis is also here, of course. I kind of changed up my routine here. Uh, Lightning round with Mark Hudson of Dragon Force talking about his solo album, which will be out when this episode is published. Mark, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No worries. My pleasure. Um, We're absolutely stoked to have you on. This is um, Heavy Business is kind of more of a promotion marketing back behind the scenes of the business sort of podcast. So I'm going to ask you some sort of behind the scenes type of marketing questions. Um, to start off though, I want to ask why, what inspired you to pursue a solo project in the first place? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, it just kind of happened. Uh, it wasn't something I was ever planning on doing. Um, but we were on tour with Dragon Force in 2020 and obviously COVID came about and we had to, uh, come home early from a tour. And then I found myself with like just so much time on my hands. And, uh, so I just kind of started working with a keyboard player on some songs and next thing you know, we're like, oh, this this could actually be a thing. So we just turned it into an album. So yeah, it just, just happened really as a result of that. Oh, that's awesome. Like, I think it's cool when things just kind of organically happen like that. Um, yeah. So many great collaborations on the record. Um, you've got members of Giza, uh, Galnerius, and you've got Adrian of Seven Spire. So collaborations are something that's kind of have been happening more often lately in metal. Um, how did you decide who you wanted to collaborate? Uh, so it was really a mixture of um, kind of musicians that I've looked up to since I was a kid. Uh, and then some other ones that I just kind of saw on tour and was really impressed with. Um, uh, so yeah, the, um, Sue from Galnerius, for example, was one of the ones I was like, ah, if he, if he could play on my album, that'd be so sick. And I just reached out to him and, uh, Luckily, he replied and was really happy to do it. So that's how he came about. But uh, Adrian, uh, Jackie Vincent and uh, Ryoji from Gizeh uh, are all just people that I've known uh, through touring and they're kind of friends. And I was super impressed by their playing live and, you know, all their, all their albums and stuff. So just kind of reached out to uh, reached out one person at a time to pick songs that I thought they'd really suit. Um, and I think I picked really well, actually, because I'm I'm really happy with all the all the results we got from them. Absolutely. I mean, what I've heard so far has been amazing. I did not get um, early access to the album, but I will be listening to it with everyone else on okay. Friday when it comes cool. out. Um, so on the collaborations, as advice for our listeners, when they're approaching an artist who they would really like to work with and they might not know personally, um, what is the proper way to reach out and what's the etiquette? <laughs> Good question. Um, I, I didn't really think I can help with that one because I just kind of bumbled my way through it like I do with everything else. Um, but yeah, it, it obviously certainly helps to know the people first uh, and have somewhat of a friendship. Because um, I think if you just go completely out of the blue and you're maybe 
uh, unknown uh, that you might just find you don't get a reply. So um, I, I'm lucky in that respect because obviously I've got Dragon Force behind me and a, a lot of people like that band. So it was kind of an easy thing for me to do. But I don't know, just be polite. And obviously it just helps to be a nice person and, and uh, maybe show them show them a couple of tracks so that they can actually see that it's promising music and they're not just going to end up uh, participating in something that's not very well recorded or, you know, um, yeah, that, that certainly helps. Absolutely. And that kind of aligns with stuff that we've heard before. I mean, I spoke with Adrian actually about how she got Roy Khan on their album. And so she oh. said something similar about that. Um, yeah. Curtis, I want to open up the floor to you if you have anything to ask. Uh, I, I do. Well, it's kind of, kind of do. So is there any or related, whatever. Yeah. Is there anyone in particular that you wanted to approach that you didn't for this album? Um, to be honest, I actually I thought of somebody that I should have approached. So uh, a guitar player who I really like and I know who would have done a great job. But um, at the time, it is he just sort of slipped my mind. And that's um, that's uh, I'm just thinking of his stage name, Lind from Twilight Force. Uh, I'm sure he would have done such a good job on so many songs. But at the time. I'd already kind of lined up a few and uh, yeah, somehow he just kind of slipped through the net, but definitely him. And there was a few others that I kind of was asking and, and it was just taking a little bit too long to actually do. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a handful, but then again, I, I was also kind of picking people that are in my range because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't try and approach some of the musicians that I thought would say no, if you want to put it that way, but <laughs> I get it. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of people I would like to have on it, but I just kind of, handpick the ones I thought might do it and would do it quickly and, you know, do a good job. That's actually what I wanted to follow up with before Elias. asks her next question is kind of like, how do you confirm that the people that you want to work with are going to fit within your timelines and that they're going to deliver on time? Yeah, that's a bit of a gamble. And uh, it's, there was a few instances where that gamble wasn't going to pay off. So I kind of thought uh, I've got to cut my losses here. Uh, but yeah, obviously, um, most musicians are busy doing their own thing and they need to find the time to do it. And the other problem is whether or not their style of solo or whatever they're doing is going to fit with your song, because I wanted all the solos in the song to really uh, complement them. So that was a bit of a hard one as well, trying to trying to not tell a guitar player how to play a solo, <laughs> but also, you know, making sure that it fits in with the song is quite a difficult, um, it's quite a difficult text message to write. So I had to do that a few times and kind of, uh, record a guide like these are the key bits that, that i really want you to uh to hit and then all the rest in between you can um embellish what i've done or improvise whatever you want so but yes yeah, it's, it's quite a difficult thing to sort of get people on exactly the right track but still bring their own you know signature to sound without ruining anything around it sort of thing makes sense yeah well, by the time this interview comes out, people will have heard the full album, but I want to ask about those two infectious singles that you've released already, Astrolife and The Siren. Um, what was it about those two songs that you felt made them the optimal singles for promoting the album? Uh, well, I think I wouldn't say they're the optimal singles, actually. Um, uh, I, I, it was a really difficult decision um, mm -hmm. to come up with the first two. And actually, there's a third song that's coming out tomorrow i believe if i can send the video off in time um uh but yeah it's been a really hard process to decide which ones we wanted to uh, represent the album basically um astrolive we went with that one first because i think that's quite a dragon forcey sounding song and um i 
obviously didn't really want to alienate Dragon Force fans or, or make them think that my album was going to completely deviate from the formula. So I wanted to hit them with that one first so that they just to ease them in almost to trick them into buying my album <laughs> and then, they can, then the whole rest of it's totally different but no um uh yeah so that was kind of the reasoning behind that one i think it's a really good catchy fast song uh and then the siren i think is compositionally probably the best one on the album um in terms of i, I just i love the the feeling of it and the sort of melding of kind of almost j-pop with power metal i think it's it's uh, quite a nice balance in that song um but there were probably about three other songs that i was like oh, i really want this to be the single but there were some logistical reasons why i couldn't get them as singles like for example having to include a guest musician uh, who was busy or had to you know obviously record them on a green screen and then put them in the video and all that stuff um and then there's a couple of songs on the album where i think vocally are, are much much better than the two songs i've already released um those two songs being uh, Swan Song and Stars. Uh, but they're, those two songs are basically ballads and I didn't really want to put that out first because that's, that's more like you want to put the the thing that represents the whole album first, I think. And it's I didn't want it to come across as being like all piano ballads and stuff like that. So, so yeah, um, just kind of chose the songs we thought people would like and the ones that might entice people in to hear the rest of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think it is hard to make ballad a single. Um, are there certain settings do you think that kind of work better to have a ballad as a single? Yeah, I mean, I think if it was complemented by an amazing music video, I think you can kind of do that. But um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, we, we basically didn't have the time to figure that out. Uh, like if sure. in an ideal world, I would have done six music videos and yeah. those ones as well. But um, yeah, we're kind of limited to three for the time being. But there's plans yeah. to do more after the album is out, but uh, yeah, we'll awesome. wait and see about that. Yeah. Now you ended up picking up some of the video production or the video editing at least, didn't you? So yeah. So what I happened just... with that and how did that go? Okay. Well, um, I said I wasn't going to say anything bad about this uh, this situation, but... <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, basically, we we um, the, the guy that filmed our videos was an okay cameraman but not very good at editing videos so I basically took everything off of him and uh tried to do it myself but this uh this final um uh video edit is actually done from scratch by me I just got him to send me all the raw files because um yeah I just thought it was you know um there's some key things that I want to see in music videos that weren't really in the ones before so I I fixed them up after and it's much easier to just take it off of him and do it all myself this time so hopefully the next one is really good but you never know. Everyone might say, that's really shit. You should have stuck with the old guy. <laughs> Hopefully not. I'm excited to see it. Curtis, yeah. I saw you unmute for a second there. I did. I don't know if I, we have enough time for this question, but I just wanted to ask. So I know you got signed with Napalm as a solo artist. So mm -hmm. what was kind of the journey to getting signed by Napalm? Was it easier due to the fact of, you know, you're in Dragon Force? Like what's kind of the process when you're already in an established band going and shopping your album to labels, if there is one? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, obviously it definitely helped that I was in Dragon Force. That's almost entirely responsible for it. Um, but I happened to know the guy anyway, because uh, he's in a band that we were touring with. And um, just chatted to him, showed him some songs. He liked them all. And then I did what every every uh, band or musician does, is just kind of shop around and figure out how this whole thing works. Because I was completely ignorant to, you know, how you even get a label and what they can offer you. Um, but Napalm were just a really good choice. And they've served me so well so far. 
Um, so yeah, it was just a case of showing them the songs they liked them um, and took me on, which I'm really grateful for. And yeah, really good choice. Cool. Now I heard that there was a song that you actually recorded the vocals for four times before you were happy with the approach that yes. you really wanted mm. and you felt that it was the correct approach. You, what, how did you know that that was right? And what song? Was okay. So that was, that was a song called stars, uh, which is one of the ballads. And I, I think now it is actually one of my favorite songs. So I'm very happy that I took the time to do it four times, but it was mainly just a case that um, most of Dragon Force's music requires me to sing in one certain way. Um, obviously, within songs, there's often times where I need to sing in a lighter way, in a you know more of a mixed voice or that kind of thing. Um, but in in this song, the particular range it was in, uh, it was much easier to belt the whole thing than it was to try and approach it in a softer way. And I found that I almost had sort of two choices a soft voice and then the, the power metal voice and it just took me a while to figure out that there's like this whole spectrum in between and uh and yeah i basically recorded different versions of it of me sort of leaning more towards the power metal more towards the poppy uh softer sound and um and in the end i actually like kind of discovered a voice i didn't know i had which is like this this perfect middle ground for that song and that's why i think that's one of my favorites because it really goes from very soft but quite high pitched singing uh to full blown belting in the chorus and it's just a nice range of of everything and um as as this is a solo album i kind of wanted to put the best vocals out first but you know it's a ballad so people can wait and hear that one afterwards yeah yeah i think that's really an important lesson that people who are maybe just starting out with music can can take away from it it's like it's worth it to put in that extra time to make sure that things are right Things are done yeah. right for the song. Absolutely. Yeah, because you, you'll just look back at it and regret it later if you didn't spend the time to get it perfect. For sure. All right. Well, last question. Mm -hmm. I have one last question. Curtis, do you have anything? Okay. Because we're very short on time today. And um, so the press release calls the album an uplifting journey through Mark Hudson's universe of power metal anime influences, Japanese music and video game soundtracks. Which fandoms are your main sources of inspiration? Well, like, actually, that's that's a funny question. Oh, go on. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna, like, like the animes or the video games, et cetera. Like, okay. So um, I don't really actually watch any anime, but the reason why that's like one of the. Yeah. It's, Me either. It's, <laughs> um, I basically had a playlist of uh, Japanese music that. Um, Fred, the old Dragon Force bass player, sent me uh, and I just kind of had it on loop while I was working and just thinking, like, I don't know why, there's something so catchy about all these songs. Um, and that's something I wanted to replicate. But also, yeah, anime opening songs are all very similar to that, too. Um, so it just kind of came from more of a digesting of lots of music. Um, and from the video game side of things, like I just I pretty much just listen to video game soundtracks these days while I'm working um so yeah i i wouldn't say there's any particular composer that inspired any of this but it's just more like capturing the vibe and the energy that a lot of the tracks have pretty much um so yeah i hope, hope that was a good answer <laughs> perfectly perfect yeah all right cool 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Mark Hudson, for coming on. Everybody check out the album. It has come out on August 25th. Um, And yeah, everyone listening, thank you for listening. And until next time, make like a bull and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by following or subscribing to us, recommending it to your friends, or leaving us a review on your platform of choice. Thank you for listening to Heavy Business, brought to you by C-Squared Music.